Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. You know how we do around here. Grab your vices, chill out, and let's get straight to it. Um, this is episode 40 of Straightforward with Miss B. And today I have a special guest. Um, her name is Miss Wendy. M or Wendy Milton. <laughs> and um, this is going today is going to be a very, very interesting conversation um, that I have been wanting to do for quite some time now. Um, and uh, we're going to get into it today. And I hope you guys that are listening in uh, will enjoy it um, as well as, you know, learn a few things, you know, use this opportunity to um, kind of educate yourself. Um, on this topic. Um, but let me go ahead and formally introduce my guest. Miss um, Wendy Milton um, is a mental health counselor, um, and she was born and raised in Miami, Florida. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology, um, specializing in addiction. Um, her expertise, her experience includes crisis stabilization, along with long-term and short-term intensive outpatient substance abuse treatment um, with military veterans and adolescents. And she's serving clients um, in Washington State and also in the state of Florida. Um, so welcome. Welcome, Miss Milton. Hi, so honored to be here for episode 40. <laughs> I'm glad you are here, here with me. And um, just for you guys out there, uh, Wendy is actually um, a family member. She's my cousin. Um, she's probably, she's like a bestie slash cousin. She's like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! She is like my favorite, and um, she did a, I guess, a midlife career change, <laughs> career change. I, I did. <laughs> and um, I'm just happy to have her here. I'm glad that she is, you know, um, aspired to do something else in her life as far as her career, and she's... Um, you know, successful at, at it as well. Um, she's very educated also in the subject matter. Um, so, you know, I wanted to bring her on, um, and that's one of the things that I think on uh, last episode, on episode 39, I know you guys are probably used to hearing AG, but me and AG, we always kind of kid around, and we talk about, you know, the celebrity news and gossip and stuff like that. Um, but um, this is definitely a different side of me um, that I wanted to utilize my platform to um, kind of, uh, you know, put out there in the world. I am very uh, one of those people who, you know, are knowledgeable, a lot of different things and, you know, different things interest me. And uh, one of my core values is to definitely, you know, soak up as much knowledge as I possibly can, but also if I do have a platform, um, just utilize that platform to, you know, help educate those who may not necessarily, um, you know, be educated in those areas. So that is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on. Um, but more specifically, 
A lot's been going on this week. Well, the last, Ooh. I would say the last three to four weeks with this Daryl Brooks trial that's been going on. You you caught up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been watching it. I am it. caught up with Daryl. I am <laughs> picking and choosing <laughs> which YouTube, um, you know, blurbs that I watch mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a bit overwhelming. I am... I'm confused as to how they deemed him competent. Because yeah. Because he is clearly incompetent. And I was wa- I was watching some of the trial, and I was writing some notes. Mm-hmm. Now, where are they right now? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And the judge specifically said that he has had four mental health evaluations. Right. Um, in a two-month span of this year, mm-hmm. not even six months ago. But this guy is, there's no way he, he he's not delusional. Right. I mean, just, just the disrespect of the court system and our legal system and, you know, the claiming to be a sovereign citizen, mm-hmm. which, no, n- <laughs> no offense to the sovereign citizen, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, but um, United States, and we have laws and rules. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're gonna definitely, you know, kind of utilize Daryl Brooks um for this particular episode as just kind of like a an example, um, a you know real world uh example of uh, what's happening to not only Daryl Brooks but what we see. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of it, a lot of discuss uh, discussions about mental health. Um, we see, you know, Kanye West and his his extremities um, as far as, you know, things that he's vocalizing within the last couple of weeks as well. Um, there's definitely... Did you listen, did you listen to his podcast interview with Lex Friedman? Um, some of it. Yeah, I listened to some of it. I didn't really get that far deep. Just the mm-hmm. clips that, you know, they post on social media to highlights, but I didn't listen to the entire I didn't listen to the entire thing. Um but, you know, Daryl Brooks, Kanye West, um, you know, they're definitely like I said, they're current day examples of what we can see as far as like someone uh, someone who, you know, could possibly be dealing with some type of mental health issues there. Um, And just for the podcast listeners as a whole, um, I just thought it would be a great idea to just kind of explore some basics of uh, mental health um, and uh, diagnosis and help listeners be able to kind of help, help them understand and, and, and take away with information that will, you know, assist them in navigating through their own personal experiences, whether it's with family members, friends, peers, coworkers, whomever, um, just be able to take away, you know, take away some things. So, um, so with Daryl Brooks in particular, um, I know we wanted to start off this discussion, basically just kind of giving people um, a list of just common mental health issues. I know you told me earlier offline um, that there were some common ones that kind of, you know, affect the everyday person. Yeah. Right, right, which is um, anxiety, depression, 
and a term that gets thrown around very loosely, which is bipolar, one and two. Okay. Well, what's the, what's the difference between one and two bipolar? Ooh. So you want to start it off. Start it <laughs> yeah, easy, we got, <laughs> I want to break it down to the, you know, because, you know <laughs> to the simplest terms because people that, don't know. People don't know. They have, they have this, this impression that bipolar is you're changing your mood in a moment. Uh-huh. You know, like, oh, one minute she's like this or one minute he's like this. And then the next minute they're like this. Right. And that's, and that's not, that's the modern, I guess, day understanding of it. But bipolar is a new term mm-hmm. for what was manic depressive. And everybody's always heard of manic depressive. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So bipolar is what the American Psychiatric Association chose to name um, manic depressive. Okay. So so they say, well, Kanye West, you know, some years ago, was diagnosed with being bipolar, and my assumption is that he was given medication, but, you know, many people in the, whether it's, you know, the Kardashian family or just us people in the public, um, believes he don't necessarily take his medication, uh, which is why he oftentimes, every six to eight months, go on this, you know, go on these rampages on the Internet. And in the media. He actually addressed that in the Lex Friedman interview. Mm-hmm. He said, I've been off my medicine for two years. And it's not verbatim, but it was something to this effect. I've been off my medicine for two years, you know, and I'm I'm fine. I sleep at night. And then Lex interrupted and said, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sleeping at night? <laughs> right. And Kanye, because we know that he's not. Right. right. Like people in his camp have said that he's not sleeping, he's not getting his proper rest, you know, he's in a manic episode. And that's what bipolar is. Bipolar is not changing your mood in the moment. That's just a mood disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Bipolar is a long episode of mania and then a long episode of depression, right? So like for, for a manic episode. It's a distinct period of abnormally and persistently elevated, expansive, or irritable mood and abnormally and persistently increased goal-directed activity or energy lasting at least one week and present most of the day, nearly every day. So during that period of the mood disturbance with the increased energy or activity, there has to be, I'll give you an example of that. He said that he wasn't sleeping during Paris Fashion Week. Okay. Right? So that that's a good example of an incre- increased energy or activity. Mm-hmm. So inflated self-esteem or grandiosity. He has that. <laughs> Daryl Brooks and Kanye West. Yes. A decreased need for sleep more talkative than usual or Mm -hmm. pressure to keep talking flight of ideas or subjective experience that thoughts are racing right um increase in goal-directed activity so that's either socially at work or school or sexually and he has 
um, stated in the past that he had some issues with porn addiction. Yeah. Right. I think that came to surface a couple weeks ago. Um, and then excessive involvements in activities that have a high potential for painful consequences, like sex, sexual indiscretions, foolish business investments, mm-hmm. all of that causes a manic episode. But you see, it has to last at least one week and present most of the day every day. Right. It's not because I walked through the door and I saw you sitting your lazy ass on the on on the, <laughs> on the phone <laughs> and I got angry and I was just nice to you on my you know in the yeah. phone while we were on the phone in the car ride. Mm-hmm. So they have to have present a manic episode and also a depressive episode, and the depressive episode has to be present for a two-week period or longer. Oh, okay. Right. So it's a depressed, and we know the, the symptoms of depression. Mm-hmm. Depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day. Um, a diminished interest or pleasure in all or almost all activities. But see, the thing with Kanye is he would definitely be bipolar one because he has more mania than depression. Bipolar two is an episode of at least one manic occurrence and then for the for the most part you have more depression than mania okay so that that's the difference so he's definitely bipolar one yeah they did right his diagnosis is accurate (laughs) right (laughs) and um yeah it's so so anything else would be Someone with a mood disorder because a lot of us, you know, I got them. I know I got a mood disorder. (laughs) (laughs) What's your mood most of the time? What? What's your mood most of the time? Is it happy? (laughs) No, I just be chill. Yeah, most of the time I'm just chill. I'm just chill. But But I can and I do recognize when I have a heightened mood. And that's usually, usually when somebody, when I'm being annoyed and then, uh, you know, annoyance then turns into, you know, kind of on the anger side. And Mm -hmm. I've been over the years, well, I know that in my 20s, I would say in my 20s, probably high school as well, that I would get angry quickly quickly but it something had to trigger me and usually that trigger would be um some form of authority and I myself don't necessarily like people telling me what to do and if you do tell me what to do you it have to be said in a certain way right and that could be Mm -hmm. from childhood trauma whatever the case may be um where that trigger comes from um so yeah but yeah, in high school, I know high school. I used to cuss out teachers, cuss out students. Um, then went on to college. I never knew that. Went on to college. Um, like I said, I'll be triggered. Cussed out. I cussed out like my band director the year I ended up. You know, leaving the band. Well, I didn't get kicked out. I left the band um i lost my uh, music scholarship as well but i cussed out the band director like literally on our homecoming day <laughs> on our homecoming 
seven day. Are you in front of I guests? In front this. of uh, the the R and B group H Town? Yeah, I did all of that. <laughs> so I dealt with that. You know what I'm saying? But I've always recognized that part of my mood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was able to recognize that. So you know, the anger was kind of disproportionate to the trigger. Correct. You could have gotten upset, but not that upset. Right. Not that. Not anger that turns into me being evil and violence, but just anger. You know what I'm saying? Just being mm-hmm. extremely angry. Um. But yeah. So you know, I the older I got or whatever, like I said, I definitely start recognizing it and knowing how to, I guess you know, kind of control it. Um, mm-hmm. for me, a way that I kind of, uh, dealt with it, dealt with those mood swings is me just simply, um, removing myself from the situation or from the person. Okay. So just leaving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> removing yourself from the situation. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just removing right. myself from the situation. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I could still, you know, you still have those moments. Well, I still had those moments to where you, I'll cuss somebody out. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's nothing mm-hmm. to me to cuss somebody out. But me being knowledgeable of that particular mood swing, it's like I know when to do it and when not to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's growth, I guess, and maturity. Right. Right. But I know I you, I you do have that. that that temperament. You know what I mean? Those changes in temperament. Um, but it's it's nice to know that you understood you can't be a functioning part of society right. with that attitude. Correct. Like there's no way you can be successful. You know what I mean? Like successful and be a and and, and have social net social connections and you're very well known in the community mm-hmm. and your magazine and especially being a journalist right like being a junk because you're a journalist you don't want to be out here cursing people was a journalist <laughs> was a journalist but it's your but you know it's your niche yeah you know, it's your thing media and you just know? in general yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah. and i like my coins so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do too much where I know it's going to negatively affect my coins. Correct. Attitude or no attitude. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're trying to live out here. Right. Live like that. Right. And, you know, I notice a lot of people with that personality, they become entrepreneurs. Because they cannot, they, well, not cannot, they don't respect authority. Right. And they don't want to be told. So they have to start their own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they don't want rules. Right. No, thank you. Right. Now, the big story, you know, that's been going on that everybody's been following, of course, you know, we mentioned it earlier, the Daryl Brooks trial. Um, of course, we're not going to kind of go, you know, into the details of the trial itself, but just more of, you know, him wilding out, you know, he was definitely, um, showing just (laughs) some manic episodes and being erratic and, you know, just going off and just total disrespect for the court, the judge, the other attorneys, the jury. I'm like, dude, 
So what do you, you know, think? You, what do you what do you think his diagnosis is? I think he's definitely delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, which type of delusion? Because there is there is no way he could. Everything was ridiculous. Everything was nonsensical. You know, like er, n- nothing he said was fact based. I'm just, I'm just surprised that, and I guess that's just how our legal system is, is that someone that is out of touch with reality, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is out of touch with reality to think that you could represent yourself in a murder case, right? You know, and and, and it's not far fetched if you are intelligent, but he is obviously <laughs> out of touch with reality, you know, and. He's there, and it's, 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 it's a case study between him and Kanye. But a lot of all reminded me of Kanye in the interview. Mm-hmm. They, you know, when you push back facts, right? You know, fa- you know, factual information, yeah. documented information. The other person talks in circles. They never give you direct answers. Right. I mean, the things that he was, did you see when his girl, ex-girlfriend was on trial? Yeah. When mm-hmm. he called, like nothing he asked of her made sense. Nothing at all. And I'm, I'm glad that she stood firm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she stood firm in her answers to him. She was direct, you know, to the point. And the judge, you know, the judge was just like, come on, dude, you just keep, you, you, what are you talking about? You keep asking her the same thing over and over. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it is everything, irrelevant. Everything was, he's bizarre, right? It, 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 like everything was clearly understandable um, and derived from a figment of his imagination. Right. Yeah. And then I saw the closing arguments and he was rambling about, um, he was rambling about the car had a recall and he doesn't understand how it was murder if he was honking his horn. Like, and if they didn't move out the way, then it's not murder. Right. But you were driving in a parade. Right. You know, and in the United <laughs> States, you know, we can force, we can almost, I, I think by law, like force someone into medical care, but not psychiatric care. Uh. Like if they're not like, you know, people talk about a lot of the homeless population that are suffering from mental illness or homelessness or whatever, or someone like a Daryl Brooks, like your cousin or your nephew, mm-hmm. that seems a little off, you know, right. and always speak, um, having bizarre conversations or like so ingrained with them, with conspiracy theories that, you know, they think that it's true mm-hmm. and there's nothing that we could do for them if they don't want help. If they don't initiate, un- unless they are of harm to themselves or others. Right. right. And they're just in the room, you know, and, and, and that way you can bring a legal system in. But then even that, that's a 72 hour hold in most states. Yeah. And you can't force them to follow up on the resources. Right. You can't force them to go to outpatient and pick up their medication and try to get some counseling and try to like bring them back to earth with mm-hmm. us. There's nothing that we can do. So someone like Daryl Brooks, who's clearly incompetent, 
right? Because he's living in another world, obviously. You, you know, there. I'm like, I feel for his family because what could they do? Not as though he he was right, but he's not well. Yeah. And there's nothing that they could do for him. And I'm I'm sure he hasn't been well for years. Yeah, I mean, I think the mom has spoke on that as well. Like he's been suffering from you know mental health. Uh, these episodes since, you know, he was a child. Um, but like you said, you know, what can you do? You can't force them, you know, mm-hmm. force them to mm-hmm. seek treatment and, and be on medication. Um, and then, you know, I can, I can, I guess on the flip side of that, maybe can understand why the, you know, the laws and everything, um, I can understand why they don't force that on. Like, you can't force somebody into maybe a facility or whatnot because mental, I guess, mental issues, first of all, is something that you can't necessarily, well. You can't see. You can't see it. You may not understand it. You know what I mean? Because all of us got, like you said, all of us might have a crazy cousin, crazy uncle who just be talking crazy. But that don't necessarily mean, you know what I'm saying? That don't necessarily that, mean that, that, that they're, they're suffering. Someone else. Right, right. Or they're suffering, you know, with some type of mental issue. We don't necessarily know that. They just, you know, they just might be a little, might be a little, uh, what's the word, centric? <laughs> yes, yes. Like your crazy auntie that wears polka dots and plaid. Right. You like, what the fuck? <laughs> and boots on, 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 at the end of July. And it's like 90 degrees. Boots outside. and furs. Like, yeah, she's just different. You know, she's just artsy. Right. You know, yeah. And, and, and creative minds, right? Like creative yeah. minds think out of the box. Uh-huh. They're very open-minded. They are, um, they, they embrace any and everything that's how they they pull their creativity right and i think that's why how kanye has been able to get so far mm-hmm. you know like it you know i'm sure his inner circle was very well aware that there were some issues now i'm gonna even take it a step further mm-hmm. right i'm sure kim knew he she he had some issues right yes. it, it's because it's clear right mm-hmm but being unless child, he was just on his best behavior though you know what i'm saying he could have been just sometimes they can mask it yeah right, right. they can they can mask it and um be able to overcome those thoughts and put on an act mm-hmm. just long enough right but eventually it comes out and i'll i'll never forget a tweet he tweeted when he was running for president the first time Mm -hmm. and she said you know you know be patient with us because you guys have no idea how it is to live with somebody who's not taking their medication right and i you know i kind of feel bad for her because maybe she thought that she could help him or she could fix him or that he could be controlled as long as they were in love Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he'll take his medicine because he doesn't want to lose me right or he'll take his medicine because he knows what we have and he doesn't want to lose this. And, you know, they have a really tight family and they embraced him in their family. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she didn't want him, he just lost his fucking mind. And I just, I feel for her. On right. That. Right. I do. I feel for her, you know, to go on stage 
and say that you were going to abort North. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I, that was crazy. I think I think she, I think they definitely the knew straw. about it. Remember back when um, I believe the French like uh, insurance company that was handling his tours and stuff. Remember when he was over um, in Europe and stuff. They was trying to sue him, um, and then he was, uh, I forgot what album that was from. It wasn't Watch the Throne, no. But remember when he started blurbing all this stuff about Jay-Z and Beyonce and all of that shit. I think so that was after I think that might have been the first the time world. the public really, you know, got a chance to just kind of see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, hmm I think that was after they didn't go to the wedding. Oh, okay. And, and remember that was in Europe. Mm-hmm. It was Ireland or or France, but it was in Europe. And now we see ten years later that probably after the Taylor Swift incident, right, which was narcissism at its best, right. <laughs> um, probably had to start separating themselves, and they're probably not regretting that now. Because they they they've distanced themselves so far away from him, because he's completely gone now. Right. Yeah. You know, and everybody assumed that they distanced themselves because of Kim, but they may have distanced themselves because of him. You know, and his behavior. Because you know, during Watch the Thrones, they fell out. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's it's so it's so sad. It is sad. It's, it's very very sad because he's our person. Yeah. You know, that's our person. Our, that's our generation right there. Like college dropout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm definitely going to continue to support, you know, Kanye in his um, musical efforts and maybe some, you know, some fashion efforts as well. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely gotten to the point where, you know, I, I don't – I don't really blame the Kardashian family for, you know, just kind of separating himself. Cause like you said, you just never know. You never know if whatever the mental episode that's happening is going to escalate into something, you know, more dangerous and you considering know, my, him my and the kids and stuff like that, you know, my clinical manager <coughs> said that to me, she said, Kim should be scared. I would Kim be scared. Be I had not thought of that. I definitely I had would be not scared. thought of that of him being a danger, mm-hmm. you know. But she got forty years in the game, so she knows, you know, the behaviors and right. She said, "Yeah, he should be. He should be. She should be afraid." Right. And he just. I mean, I definitely. I know. I would be. I would be afraid, and that would be. You know, that will be, you know, definitely another reason why, hey, I might not necessarily want you around the kids. Who's to say you yeah. might do something to the kids, you know? Or, or, or just or, kill everybody. Or just wipe too. everybody out and say, hey, mm-hmm. if you shoot, if, if I can't have you, nobody else can, that type of situation. I look at these true crime I look at these true crime shows all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'm seeing these type of cases every day. I just watch something. You, I don't know if you watch the Unsolved Mysteries uh, new season on Netflix, but they got a black girl around our age on there. She done dismembered a boyfriend in Detroit. 
and she been oh, she's been she's episode. been on the run since two, 2018. They ain't found this black girl yet. Yeah. And she was with him for six months. They said she was very possessive, and she one day she just shot him, shot him in the head, and then she shot him in the head in the apartment, and I guess you know because. He was gonna. His body was gonna be too heavy for her to kind of carry herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess she didn't have no. Well, she, she apparently she felt as though she didn't have no else no other choice but to uh, cut his body up in three pieces what? and dumped him alongside the highway. And she's just been on the run. I mean, a regular looking girl, look just like a. And you know what? And I tell a lot of my clients that, like, these things that are happening that we see on the news, these these are everyday people. They're yeah. just like us. Mm-hmm. So don't think that anything you see is it does not apply to you. Right. <laughs> right. These are everyday people on snaps. Mm-hmm. These are everyday people. That was an everyday couple in the burning bed. You remember the burning bed? Yeah. <laughs> I sure do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These are everyday working people, you know, working class people. Mm-hmm. That's snap. That's snap. So right. just imagine somebody who loses $2 billion. Right. Exactly. His, his I mean, back up against the wall. He might feel as though it is. And, you know, the only way out is to cause harm. Or just to take everybody out because nobody deserves to live. You know, because he thinks he's God. Let right. me um, go to the clinical definition of narcissism. We can. Yeah, right we definitely that. need to talk about that one. <laughs> because hey, every, they, that, that word is used so much. Yeah, and a lot of times they, they're right. <laughs> and a lot of times they're right. Right. Yeah, they like bipolar. Like, they, they dead on with the narcissism. Mm-hmm. A pervasive pattern of grandiosity, jealousy, or behavior, a need for admiration, a lack of empathy, which he certainly does not have for the Jewish community, right? Right. Um, And it begins in early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. So he, they have to have a grandiose sense of self-importance. Exaggerates achievements and talents, mm-hmm. expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievement. Now, wait, let's stop right there because right. Kanye. Kanye is, have achieved a lot, though. Yeah, but when he was the, the interview with Lex Friedman, mm-hmm. he and the one with Tucker Carlson, he kept saying how nobody and Chris Cuomo. Nobody calls me a billionaire. No one calls me a billionaire. I'm the richest black man. And he said, I'm the richest everything. I'm the richest actor. Where have you been, Kanye? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm the richest actor. I'm the richest um, musician. I'm a, I'm a legend. There are a lot of legends. You know, you're not the only creative genius, right? But <laughs> the, the grandiosity of his thought as though he's better than everyone yeah is he an actor i meant to google it has he been in any movie no some videos 
He's preoccupied. He's preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Girl, if that's not him, because he listen, he could not explain how it is that he is a Jew. So when Lex Friedman said, "You're Jewish," you're saying that you're you're black. He Hebrew, Hebrew mm-hmm. Jewish man. He said, no, I'm not. I'm a Jew. Yeah. But he couldn't provide Jewish. context. What does that mean? Right. Delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I said last, the week before last on my um, Sunday night, you know, YouTube lives. That's what I said. I said, Kanye is somebody who, you know, I don't necessarily want to call him crazy. I just want to call him, you know, misunderstood. Misunderstood because a lot of times when he does say something, he could be he could have he could be making a good point. However, because you're speaking to thousands and thousands and thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who's tuning in to what you're saying, you you have to provide some context. You have to, you know, you have you have to kind of give us background. Everybody don't everybody we're not all living in your head. So we don't know what you're talking about. And then you yourself need to be educated enough. If you're going to claim something, you need to be educated enough on it. So if you're calling yourself a Jew or you're going against Jews or you know, whatever the case may be, you need to be able to thoroughly explain that because of the level that you are and the, you know, the platform that he has is, is, is huge, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most times when he talk, he leaves out, he leaves out so much that we all just kind of be, you not all of us, but you know, some of us just be baffled. Like, what are you talking well, about? He, make, he makes blanket statements. Mm-hmm. And that and that's what that's what the the interviewer was attempting to show him. Those people that you have dealt with have wronged you, not the Jewish person that's walking down the street. The right. Jewish person walking down the street is not a part of the Jewish media right. and the mob that you keep saying. And um, just the lack of accountability. The lack of empathy. Now that's narcissistic. Yeah, it's not. But now it, it lets you know that I don't think he's misunderstood. I think he's sick. I mean, we I already think... know he's sick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we already know that part. <laughs> we already know that part. Because because I tell I I tell a lot of people like you know when when. When you have a relative or when you have um, a friend and you know them, right? And you know them for their flaws, for their goods and their bad, right? And their bads may be a little bit more than good. Mm-hmm. But you know them and you know their history, right? And you know why they are who they are. When they walk out into the street and they go into Target and they disrespect someone, the police don't have time to be thinking about why you mad and what your what happened to you when you were seven. That's true. As as to why you're acting out right now yeah. today. So just like Kanye, we don't have like we ain't got time. 
we don't care about you. You know, you had a mental break, and we've seen the break from the time your mom passed. And um, if 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 I knew that in some way to my mother's death because I paid for her cosmetic surgery, you know, then I would, you know, maybe I would have a little resentment towards the industry. You know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. what it seems, though. Like, he's just turned on the industry. He wants to make his own world and own planet because of his heartbreak and grief. Yeah. But um, nobody has time to psychoanalyze you. No, we don't have time for that. You are not Jewish. And you are not making sense. And you should take your medication. And when he said, um, I haven't taken my medication in two years, he said, um, I know some people are saying, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. Oh, we can tell. Yeah, something like that he said. And, and the other, the, the interviewer just, just laughed. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's sad. And it lets us know how, I guess, money and influence and mental health is a dangerous combination. Right. Because he, he definitely does not have people around him that's holding him accountable. At least Kim tried. You know what I'm saying? I think she did. Because she doesn't want her image ruined. Right. Because like, But I'm saying the people image? around, there's no one around him today that's he cuts holding him accountable. If I speak up, I know that this dude will... They said during Paris Fashion Week, he fired publicists, he fired advisors. So if you go against him, you might can't feed your kids. So I guess it's like morals versus money, huh? Yeah, we, you know, the people around him going to, you know, have to do the old, you know, um, pull a, <laughs> pull a slick one and, and start, you know, crushing, crushing up his medication and slipping it in his drink or food or something. Just so he'll be able to take it. What do you think about mental health? Think that him admitting that he has a mental health issue years ago. So we know that's true. We know it's not a. We know that's not fake news, right? We know, and he's admitted that time and time again. What do you think about the example he's setting for others? As far as not getting treatment, not taking his medication, and then still having some type of following. Um, I think it is detrimental because he has a, a lot of young followers um, and supporters, fans, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think it's definitely detrimental. I mean, someone with that big of a platform um, I believe that it is, and I know a lot of celebrities, you know, they hate to be called like role models or whatnot, but it's almost like you have somewhat of a, you know, civic duty, <laughs> civic duty when you reach, reach a certain status, um, to be able to, you want, you want to do what you want to do, of course, you know what I'm saying? You want to live your life mm-hmm. the way that you want to live it. Um, however, you know, I think that that's just part of, like I said, him taking accountability is just knowing that, Hey, I have this huge following. I have a lot of people that, you know, 
listen to my every word. Shoot, even even stuff that I report on with uh, Kanye West. I see his little fans in the con- his little fans be in the comments. You know, they might say something crazy. So it's like people really be listening to his every word. They listen. They mm-hmm. look at everything that he does, the good and the bad. Um, so with him just being promoting not taking medication, I just think that's a bad idea. It's definitely a bad idea. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, people it's still sad, just gonna do what to they want to do. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's sad to watch it play out, but it's like you like what you're doing now, like just getting the information out there, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have these symptoms, or if you you know, especially depression, right? Because we just got out of COVID, some people are just now getting back on their feet you know, getting their life together. Right. Especially those that had just opened businesses prior to COVID and things of that nature that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to get help. It's okay to go yeah, help. Yeah, it's someone. okay. I mean, the world yeah. the world we live in now, I would say that maybe the last decade that the mental health discussion has just kind of been out there on the forefront. So, you know, people won't necessarily feel as ashamed to go out and seek help, you know, go to therapy or counseling or whatever the case may be. Um, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's okay to do that. And it's okay to get like, because counselors slash therapists, they, we're not, we're trained not to give advice, right? We're trying to listen and then ask the questions. Mm-hmm. So that you can get to the answer. Right. Right. So, you know, yeah, after the relationship develops and we have good rapport, then maybe, you know, you can drop seeds of wisdom and seeds of knowledge and advice along the way. But we're really just there to be non judgmental and listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you, it's so juicy. I love it. Shit, I should have been a goddamn <laughs> psychologist. Especially now, because now that it's so popular. I like to listen. And people always call me for advice. Well, yeah, I always call you for advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in crisis. The goddamn really? counselor called me for advice. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, because you know what? They always say good therapists have a therapist. Right. And I have a therapist. <laughs> and he a little old white man. And I would have never picked him out of a lineup, <laughs> but he does wonders. I mean, he is just the coolest little old guy ever. Yeah. Yeah, he's been an awesome, awesome help for me because when you listen to problems all day, you're exhausted, right? Like right. You're emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, before we get out of here, okay. we talked about Kanye, somebody who has a big platform that has been diagnosed with, you know, being bipolar, um, has medication that he could be on, should be on. Um, Someone like Daryl Brooks, who, as you mentioned, you know, looks, seems as though he suffers from delusion, um, narcissism, like, Delusion. There's like, is there medication for that? So they have antipsychotics. They have oh, antipsychotics. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have your antidepressants. 
you know, we'll break that down on another um, episode. <laughs> another podcast. Yeah, another episode. And then you have the antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are out of touch with reality, you're probably in a psychotic episode. Okay. Right? Um, he has that disorganized speech. You know, it's like he's always derailing from what the point is, never giving a direct answer. Right. Um, so in my opinion, he definitely has some symptoms of psychosis, which is next level. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not where anxiety, depression, and sometimes bipolar, because all of those could have a psychotic feature to it. Right. Right. But um, he's definitely out of touch with reality, and there is something that he could take along with counseling. So when you get to the psychosis level and mm-hmm. you're out of touch with reality, you know, medication is most preferred right. <laughs> by the medical community. You know, whereas anxiety and depression, a lot of people may want to choose or opt for psychotherapy first. Mm-hmm. Let me try this. Also, just to put out there, when you're suffering from like a low-grade anxiety and depression or it may be situational or you're going through a v- divorce, you know, or you're, you're, you're grieving of a lost one, you know, or some type of change or transition in life, if you take an antidepressant which may treat anxiety or depression, right, it doesn't have to be permanent, you know, like, and, right. and, and, and that's something that some people don't understand just because you take it right now, you take it right now, you do the work, you get a therapist, you work on those issues that you have, and then you can, your doctor, your physician can always wing you off later. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something that you take for the rest of your life. But if you're going through a troubled time, it will be, you know, it can help you sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> it would, uh, you know, what's the word? Be- behoove you. <laughs> Yes, and you can focus. Because, Take the beat. You know, when that anxiety and depression sink in, you can't focus. You can't focus. You're constantly worrying. You know, you right. you you can't get your work done and be efficient. You know, and a productive part of society when you're dealing with anxiety and depression. So yeah, you know, just so that people know, that's that's something that I find myself saying to clients two, three times a week. If you take something, you don't have to, but if you choose to, it's not permanent. Right. You know, you take it and you you do the work to improve and work on those weaknesses and then you can win yourself off later. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, you guys out there that's um, tuning in to the podcast, um, we definitely definitely learn some things today and um if you know of anybody that you know like i said that's close to you um that may be suffering um and if you you know if you do know for a fact that they may have been diagnosed at some point and may have been you know given medication to take and you know that they're not taking it um you know definitely try your best to help encourage them you know encourage them to to take it you know, let them know, hey, this doesn't have to be a lifelong thing. Um, just, bef- you know, definitely utilize it for that temporary temporary help that they need. Now, if you, 
if 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 you seeing things and hearing people <laughs> now you might need <laughs> you, you might need to go sit down somewhere <laughs> don't let the voices get to you don't let you the know. voices get to you and that's another thing yeah. with you with you um specializing on the addiction part of it I, we definitely have to talk about you know, talk about that, um, you know, like I said, on the next time we get together on a podcast here, um, talk about that part, how addiction affects, you know. Yeah, and it is tackling the black community. So we got to talk about it. One perky at a time. Oh, and give me a little stint. Give me a little fentanyl, baby. Yeah, a little fentanyl, a little perky up perks. Yeah. Or perks mixed with a little fentanyl. Yeah. You never know what's in it. You never know what's in it. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. All righty. Well, I think we definitely had a good discussion today. Thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. Um, Before we get out of here, um, is there anything that you would like to tell the guest? <laughs> I mean, the um, audience, <laughs> listeners. Tune in for part two of our mental health discussion. Yes, I don't know when do you want to do a part before two? the end of the year. You think? Oh no, yeah, no. way before the end. Okay, okay. Shoot, okay. I was thinking maybe like I don't know, maybe episode forty five, forty six, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so not too, not too far. Time? Yeah, not too far out. Cause we want to so still we'll keep it fresh on people's on people's minds. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it too what, spaced out. We don't know what Kanye would have done in another couple weeks. So yeah, we'll have enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody definitely, um, t- you know, get ready for this second part. Um, like I said, when it comes to just mental mental health um, issues. It, it shit gets deep, you know. So, and it's different, various facets of facets of it as well. Um, different diagnoses. Am I saying that right? Diagnosis. Yes. Okay. Diagnoses. Diagnoses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is definitely <laughs> a lot to cover. Uh, but hey, we got the time and we got the platform to do that, so we will. Um. So. Thank you very much, everybody, as always, for tuning in to um, this is episode 40 again of Straightforward with Miss B. Um, you can check us out on all podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. Definitely check us out. And then also follow us on social media at str the number eight fwd msb um ig facebook twitter um youtube of course uh, follow us and uh, tune in on sundays youtube live group chat we always have fun on that covering the hot topics and um until next time peace